If there's one play that sums up the New York Jets, this one has to be it. This Patriot's winning off the edge. This Jets lineman is probably holding. There's a Patriot charging up the middle at Zach with no blocking at all. This Jets dude is being pancaked on the ground. We have these two idiots staring at each other like, yo, what are we doing? I don't know. Let's just stand here. We have 78 touching his own lineman. On top of that, we have two receivers with zero separation, and the cherry on top has to be Zach Wilson throwing this pick. And Corey Davis has no hops. Hey, fantasy, session, we talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kicker, we need that correction. Talk mouth, we flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, session, fantasy, session, fantasy, session. What up, though? And we back week four. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session. The podcast today is September the 29th, and we are presented and powered by the real deal Fantasy HQ. As always, you know what I'm saying? Wherever you listen to this at, make sure you subscribe, leave a uh, comment, leave a whatever you want to leave. Tell a friend where you told a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend again. Uh, what's going on with y'all, fellas? Boys, it's back in town. Week four already, man. This shit is how the fuck is my team on three? (laughs) Yo, yes, bro. It was a lot of pain for week three, man. A lot of people back pain. I lost like two matchups by less than I think I lost one by like less than a half a point and one by uh uh like a little over a point, bro, because of the Dak kneel downs. Like what the fuck, bro. That was crazy. Can we talk bro. about that for a minute? What sense does that make, bro? So, fantasy. I'm up by point zero six, right? Mm. So I'm over here sweating, bro, because the the Cowboys get the ball back. I see the backup quarterback come out, bro, and I'm like, yes, here we go, perfect, bro. I don't have to worry about no interception, no fumble, right. no nothing, bro. So they do a three and out. Eagles get the ball back. Of course, they was looking like shit pretty much the whole night, bro. So they gave the ball back to the Cowboys with like a minute and a half left. And Dak runs back out on the field, bro. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what it was ceremonial. does that make, bro? bro get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear that ceremonial shit, man. Goddamn, <laughs> you can still get the game ball, bro. If you want the game ball, just tell the backup quarterback to give you the game ball, bro. You don't want that shit. Nah, man, he had like went out, you know what I'm saying, last year, week three, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it meant a lot to him. But meanwhile, in the fucking on the other side of the goddamn ball, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles don't throw the ball to Dallas Goddard. Day was commits. You know what I mean? It's really gross. But I needed him to literally catch one more pass, like in the beginning of the third quarter, <laughs> and he caught the pass, the like one of the last, what, like the third down or whatever it was, and that was enough for me to win the game. And then they called a holding. And then you, I lost you literally could have all you needed with him to catch the ball and not just catch the ball for zero yards. Yeah, I just needed him to touch the ball one more time. Pause. But of course, they call a freaking holding call, bro. And that fucked both of us up because in that matchup I lost, I had go to go there going as well, and that would have helped me win my matchup, bro. So right. yeah, it's just uh pain all around, except Javaro, lucky ass. Right, Gabe lost to me, but they go to flag by point twelve, so I call him point twelve from here on out. What am I, boy? What? Hey, Javar played me three times this hey. week, so hey. I want y'all to. I want you to come in here with the same energy. 
Oh, um, whatever the next what what is the next day we record next next Wednesday or whatever it is because yeah. Javar got some sorry ass teams out there. Okay. Anyway, man, uh, how y'all how y'all feeling about your team so far? You know what I'm saying? They say week four is one of the weeks where it's time to make some decisions. How y'all feel about your team? I think overall I'm doing very well. Um, and like in my especially in like my main leagues, um, I think I'm like two and one in pretty much all of those except. That one I lost last week, I'm one and two, but that team's not looking too good. I was would have been lucky to get that win. So overall, I think I'm you know started off pretty hot, and I uh, hope that I can just continue it. I just found it really disgusting how like you draft a team, you're like, damn, this team is fire as fuck, and then they go zero yeah. and three. Like I lost the Derrick Henry week. Like that's how yeah, devastating that's, my team that's is. Horrible luck, bro. That's horrible luck. But I mean, it's it's happened. Like even last year in our dynasty, I, I, think I started like on four. I started on four, bro, and I still mm. made it to the championship, bro. Like you oh, gotta same. like be able to be a objective about your team, bro, and be like yo, can this team compete, bro? And if you think it can, bro, then eventually it's gonna even out, bro. Like you're not gonna be losing all those close matchups and shit, bro. It's all about odds and shit, and eventually I feel like it's gonna like it'll even out if your team really is. Good yeah, enough. that's why I'm, that's why I'm standing <laughs> in one of my leagues with TMC. I got uh, McLaurin, Ridley, Stefan Diggs, and we all know uh, they're going through some work. Uh, Russ, now, but your team sucks in that league. I don't know how you won a championship <laughs> last year. That shit. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is the star. That means y'all are If Trevor Lawrence don't turn around, boy, yeah. he's going to be struggling. Make a joke that, that puts y'all team in trash, too, because I beat all y'all. Went undefeated. Hey, you talking Maybe about me. <laughs> Only Maybe lost what, one game in that league? One or two about this year. Well, what about are this you year? talking about? Exactly. You talking about shit that you said you're not that team won the championship. I'll tell you how. Well, yeah, this year. We're going I was playing about that. I'm talking about this year, though, boy. How many games you lost this year? That's the question. That's been struggling this year. Yeah, I'm, but it's I'm been a lot of it. I got prime players in prime position that are studs. You know, it'll come through. Yeah. It's been a lot of gross, like, gross points. Gross points game, you know what I'm saying? People scoring less than 10, like on the frequent, you know what I mean? It's been like it's been from quarterbacks or just in period? general, in general, period, you know what I mean? Just fantasy and wise. It's not, it's, it hasn't every, been. Every I would want to look much. it up and see like what's the highest score, and you know what I'm saying? This seems like one of the one of the most lowest score fantasy nah, seasons that, I've been that, a part you, of. You gotta speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, my, plan <laughs> that. my squad's been looking nice. Why? What you talking about, man? <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still winning, man. Session takeover. We we gonna put the scores in at the That's end of this. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably gonna win that bitch. Um, no, nah, I ain't gonna talk about. it. I'm stop talking shit, y'all. That's when I lose. Point um, twelve. <laughs> what else, y'all? What else, y'all got to go? Y'all, y'all got anything else when we get into the episode? Uh, nah, man. I think that. Uh... All right, let's get it. All right, let's get it. Week four is here. Thursday night football is tomorrow or tonight, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, the Jags are at the Bengals. The Bengals are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over under a 45-and-a-half point. Uh, uh, Javar, Trevor, sorry as Lawrence. Um, I think it is safe to say he's been pretty disappointed this year. Uh, only one game over 10 fantasy points, the number 25 QB overall. Uh, the Bengals are around like the middle of the pack and defending the uh, – pass uh they allow 238 yards per game and the ninth most fantasy points to the quarterback 
Um, he's tied for 12th in dropbacks under pressure, only completing 41% of his uh, passes while under pressure. Uh, that's 27th in the NFL. The Bengals are 21st in pass rushing, according to PFF. So it does look like it'll be an okay game to start him, but I wouldn't start him on a Thursday night, especially what we've seen so far. I would have to pass on him. Um, James Robinson, Carlos Hyde last week playing the lowest amount of snaps this season, 59% of the snaps, but had 21 touches, 134 yards and a touchdown and finished second and a half PPR leagues. Uh, six out of the 21 touches were receptions. Uh, second time this year, he's had at least six targets. Uh, Robinson has led the backfield in targets every game, even with Carlos Hyde still being that thorn in your back. He still got 34% of the snaps last week. Uh, he rushed the ball eight times, only 44 yards, and didn't get any other targets. The Bengals are giving up the 10th fewest fantasy points to the running back position and allowing 12.3 uh, point, points a game to the running back position. However, they are allowing the most targets, I mean, the most targets and the most receptions and the fourth most yards through the air to the running back position. So I think with James Robinson uh, being locked into that receiver role, I think it's pretty safe to play him. Uh, Carlos Hyde is gross. The wide receivers, Marvin Jones, DJ Shark, uh, LaVisca Chanel through three through three weeks. Marvin Jones leads the back, leads the wide receivers with 27 targets, Chanel 20, Chark 19. Chark is probably the biggest deep threat uh, with the largest A dot uh, going down the field and Chanel with the shortest. And Marvin Jones uses that intermediate type wide receiver. Uh, Bengals are in the middle of the pack of fantasy points, giving up to the wide receiver position with 22 points a game. Uh, this is and this is giving up the fifth most targets, so that means they are pretty good in coverage. Um, PFF actually has them ranked ninth. Uh, Marvin Jones should see Azuli, Awuzi, for most for most of the day. Um, who is allowing 53 percent of the catch rate? So I think he's a start. Lavisca Chanel should see Mike Hilton uh, in a slot, who's given up 11 catches on 13 targets and 102 yards, and allowed a touchdown. So I think he's a start. And DJ Shark in deep leagues, uh, we'll see Eli Apple, who's rated a 37 by PFF, and is allowing a 64 percent catch rate and the 11th worst cornerback according to pff so if you have shark and um you know what i'm saying he did okay last week he scored a touchdown i believe so if you have him and you need to put him in your uh, lineups with especially with all the injuries out there i would feel comfortable starting him uh dan arnold just got traded to the jaguars from the panthers uh as we know oshinsky Osh- or uh got hurt uh but he did have eight targets week one so I do feel like um, be on the lookout for Dan Arnold. He might still be on the uh, waiver wire out there. So if he steps into that O'Shinnessy role and gets those eight targets, I think he's a, um, <laughs> I think he's a good option uh, to look at on your waiver wire. But for the most part, I'm pretty much sitting everybody, not James Robinson and the wide receivers. Well, you said a lot to say that. Right, right, right. No, no. I think I think you're cool with Marvin Jones for sure. He he's the guy out there that's gonna be consistent week in and week out. Um, Chanel just got a safe floor. That's because he's he's gonna get targets close. It ain't safe. A safe floor is like seven to eight. Eight. He ain't points. getting that though. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't been before. Only three I would start from Jacksonville is Robinson, Marvin Jones, and DJ Chart. Yeah, Chuck over two out of three, two out of the three weeks, he's been pretty good. Marvin Jones is that consistent, steady player. Then James Robinson, he's been up and down in terms of his like snaps play, but he has been the number one running back out there. So, and he's getting the target. All three of those guys, I'm cool with. 
On the other side of the ball, we got Joe Burrow. No 300-yard games. Um, he had two to this point last season. Uh, only eight passes, 20 yards or deeper, and he's only completed three of them. Tied for fifth in touchdowns, third in interceptions with four. Um, the shortest average time to throw. That offensive line is not giving him a lot of time to throw, but Jaguars are allowing the fifth most passing yards and the 13th most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um only allowing four passing touchdowns this year, so that is something to think about. But Joe Burrow should be a lot to start this week. Joe Mixon, he is a start. Jags giving up 115 yards on the ground, fourth most fantasy points to the position. Uh, Chase Boyd and Higgs. Boyd, Boyd's been targeted 24% Higgs of his out. routes. Huh? Higgins out, yeah. Higgins already ruled right. out. They already ruled him out? Oh, even better. Mm-hmm. Boy's been uh, targeted 24% of his routes, having at least six targets both games. Um, week one, he did catch that touch, uh, and he caught a touchdown last week. Uh, boy, should see clay books. That was a grown slot. man touchdown too, boy. It looked like they see just didn't shit? tackle. Yeah, it was a bad bro, tackle. That shit touchdown. was crazy, that was bro. Like, damn. <laughs> I needed so that. He said – yeah, for sure. Claybrook's allowed a 91% catch rate, so I see the same thing happening for Boyd this week. I think you can start him. Uh, he's the ninth worst cornerback, actually, according to PFF in the slot. Uh, Chase has been targeted 20% of his routes, and he has a touchdown in all three games, at least a touchdown. He's just number six wide receiver to have PPR leagues. So that's crazy. He was, like, being drafted, like, real late once he's talked about he couldn't see the ball. Uh, he does have Shaquille Griffin most of the day, but he is giving up. 13.5 yards per reception so you can start him um he is the deep threat and like you said no t higgins so i think both of them you got to roll them out there and no tight ends to speak of yep um i think i agree with everything i would say to um expect some regression for jamar chase he scored like what four touchdowns already on like, not that many yards so mm-hmm. i don't feel i don't feel like that's that's he's going to target every single week oh not touchdowns so, yeah but the target share yeah, you know, is, not gonna, is strong enough the target share is going to be okay with just the, the monster weeks that he's been having oh, yeah, due yeah, to yeah. A big part of those touchdowns you know that touchdown deodorant exactly so just be aware of that don't be discouraged if he doesn't you know score and he has a, just an okay game like he's still that guy uh, on to the next game, we got the one and a half point favorite at Washington football team at the home of the Dirty Birds over under 47 and a half point. Matt Ryan, um, is he fantasy relevant? Fuck no. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about him. How you uh, feel about the rest of the Falcons? Well, uh, Matt Ryan, excuse me, he is going up against uh, the Washington football team defense, who we think is great. But they have been allowing around 27 points to quarterbacks so far. Uh, the, like I mentioned, that D-line for the football team hasn't played well, but I'm scared they would show up against the Falcons O-line. It's been ugly for Matt this year, and his upside is limited due to no rushing ability. He's a back-end quarterback, too, that could end higher, but I'm not playing with fire. But they, they're still allowing 27 Ooh, points, so funny. it's, it's – it's, um, that pin and quarterback two leagues. I'm, I'm fine putting them out there, but not in one. You, you you should have somebody better in one quarterback leagues. Uh, on to the running backs. It's not looking good for the running backs. The football teams allowed around 14 fantasy points per game to running back position. Mike David need, needs a TD to be uh basically a running back two each week, 
and that is hard to come by in this struggling offense. He can be used as a flex play with no upside. He's also seeing 60% of the backfield touches, but Patterson is pretty much the guy to have at the moment. He's third in the team and receiving targets with 16 and Pitts, one target behind Pitts, who is 17. He's a great flex play and an okay running back two option moving forward if he's going to get um, six or more receiving options per game. That's, that's crazy. I watched the game, and I didn't notice you know, as a Falcon fan, I'm not noticing he getting six receptions. Hey, because he didn't get them shits because he didn't have a fucking no no targets the whole first half. It was gross. But it's crazy. Like, no, he only had three targets last week. It was pretty gross, bro. That was pretty yeah, scary. And it so, happened at the end of the game, bro. Yeah, like, I told you he didn't have no targets the, the whole first half. What bro. the fuck are like they doing? Out he was there. That was gross. It was really gross. Well, as long as he keep use, getting used in the <laughs> passing game. No, he has six. I'm talking about Cordell Patterson. Where else he going to use that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about Cordell Patterson. I thought you were talking about Kyle Pitts. Oh, I think about Kyle Pitts. You did say no, Kyle no, Pitts. No, I, I said uh, Cordell Patterson is third in the team and receiving targets with 16. Oh, okay. only I thought behind, you were going to Pitts. I'm sorry. Yeah, and he behinds picks with 17. So I said he's a great okay. running back two option moving forward. <laughs> so he's going to get him. six receptions per game. <laughs> That's why I was like, wait, I looked at that. I'm pretty sure I had to look at it. All right, my bad. Uh, on to the wide receivers, Calvin Ridley is averaging around nine targets per game. So he's a starter, of course. No other wide receivers see enough volume to be startable. Uh, your boy might be back this week, Gabe. Um, but I, I don't know if I can start him. Nope. See, can't start nobody out here. Uh, on to the tight ends, unfortunately. If you want to gauge. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Russell Gage. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna wait and see one more. More. I think he's week. not practicing yet, so he might not play. But yep, see, yeah. only fire Calvin Ridley onto the tight end. Unfortunately, if you draft Pitts, you gotta hope for the best. On the bright side, he's second in the team in targets and averaging around 13 yards per catch. He could break out in any game now if the offense can find a groove. You just gotta keep throwing him out there. Second in the team on targets. We know this offense can pass the ball because of last year. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, clearly, the so, fuck we can't because Arthur Smith sucks. I don't know what he come. I don't know what's going on. Bro. It's almost but, like he's struggling because it's a new offensive system in place, right? <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> Who bro, that? we never had problems like scoring. Why did you come here and fuck it up? Like you came here and made the scoring worse. You was just supposed to like make the defense better. Like you supposed to make like everything else was supposed to like maintain or get better. Like you came and fucked it up. We can barely score twenty points. You are supposed to make the running game better and intertwine it with a good passing game where he had in Tennessee. But as he 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 finding out, we ain't got no old lineman like they got Tennessee. (laughs) All right, but y'all y'all got anybody on uh, anything on that side of the ball? For the Falcons, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, all yeah, trash. But you got to start who you got probably at this point. Mike Davis, I'm not starting. Um, but yeah, Cordell I'm Patterson, I, yeah, I just traded him for Juju. Um, like, like yeah, uh, but yeah, other than that, though, I think it's cool. I got you on the other side of the ball, your boy Tyler Hinsky or as Gayla Heineke. Your boy Tyler Heineke has a streamer option and one quarterback leads this week going against the Falcons Cupcake defense and a great uh, quarterback two option in Superflex 
leagues. It hasn't been pretty, but he has been a top tour passer in both games. He started one against the Bills top five defense where he put up 20 uh, fantasy points. He's not afraid to run the ball as well. And this week he plays against the Falcons who are allowing the quarterbacks to score at least 24 fantasy points per week. He is a solid quarterback too with upside this week. Bro, I hate talking like I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hate uh, Gabe. I heard this before. I don't know. I don't know. But listen, but listen, but listen, but listen, but listen to my argument. Bro. You said the Falcons are allowed how many, how many, how many points or whatever? Uh 24 fantasy points. All right. Me. So now think about who we played. We played two Russian quarterbacks, and then we played Tom Brady, who scored five touchdowns. I don't think Heineken is a Russian quarterback, and he's not gonna throw five touchdowns against the Falcons. He's not afraid. Are, are you saying that our defense? Is good. I'm right. just saying, no, no, no. I'm not saying that we're good, but I'm saying like, if you're going into this expecting him to be a streamable option, I wouldn't start him. Game I don't with think his cape on, game. Put the cape on. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. Fuck his bro. cape, rise up, baby. Two, right, two, right. But listen, two Russian quarterbacks, right? I heard it before. No, no. Danny Dimes, Dimes, Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes didn't throw no touchdowns last week. Okay. Right. Kept him out the I mean, end zone. I mean, but then okay. Didn't a lot of his weapons go down? Danny, 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 Danny Dimes or, or, or Danny Dimes he's or a solid QB two in, in, in Superflex leagues though. Right. You got you got to throw it, you got to throw it away. Our D line is 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 about as best as we got on the defensive side, and if the D line don't get there, it's over with for the secondary. Matt Ryan or a Heineke? Um, the better matchup Ooh. is Heineke. Uh, right. All uh, right. <laughs> he ain't got Chase Young. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, he ain't got Chase Young chasing him. So I'm definitely trying to follow him. But it's still, it's still gross either what up, what way. Up. What's good? What's good? It is. it is. I don't think I don't think Heineke has the potential to get you six points like Ryan does, though. So, and that what? sucks to say that, bro. But you know, it is what it is. I probably would play Heineke over him too. This like discuss DFS. No daily fantasy. I I suck at it, bro. I ain't gonna hold you, Carlos. Carlos, be yeah, playing, that's a bro. whole that's a whole different ball game, bro. And maybe we can get to it at some point, but at this moment, we really just talk about season long. Make sure you subscribe, though. Uh, the Falcons, the Falcons, yeah, the Falcons trash, bro. We 29th in uh, pass rusher, also. So hey, right, man, right, start right. start them, bro. Start start Tony right. Haneke, bro. Right, right, right. Rushing game gonna be on point. Play action gonna be on point. Everything will right. be on point. Start right, right, right. Start so, all, like Gay said, you, you say they 29th in the league in rushing. So you know you start and Antonio Gibson, who should and definitely will get back on track against the Falcons defense, who allow no 118 rushing yards per game. His receiving volume. Has been a concern, but he's dominating the touches out the backfield. Stay patient because he's a big play waiting to happen every time he touch the ball, and he's a must start every week. Terry Scare is a must start against a secondary that is a fly zone. You know, some you know a couple years ago somebody was the no fly zone. The Falcons is the flop with birds. We fly, huh? We the fucking fly zone. <laughs> Good night, bro. I hate talking. About- <laughs> Against the Falcons, bro. I'm never doing a Falcons game again, just realizing how horrible. <laughs> All right. Jesus uh, Christ. The rest of the guys you don't do not trust due to limited volume on that wide receiver team. Somebody may come through, but I ain't trusting T- Logan Thomas is, has been a great red zone threat, and he's going against the Val- Falcons who are allowing 2.7 passing touchdowns per game. He has a much start with upside this week. Start 
all the studs on Washington side, as you see. Um, JD McKissick, I'm not 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 starting him, but uh, everybody else, start him up. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's the over under for this game? Forty seven and a half. So yeah, I, I guess you could start him. I, I don't. The only person that I like that I feel iffy about is that Heineken play, man. I just think it could be a bad week for him. Everybody, 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 everybody. Only in, in Superflex leagues, you're even thinking yeah. about starting him, though. So, but everybody think, else is pretty, pretty narrow. McLaurin, Logan Thomas, gotta start, Gibson, gotta start, gotta start. start. So, pretty narrow. Uh, on to the next game, we got Houston at the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are 16 point favorites. <laughs> I'm taking the. I'm taking the. I'm taking. What you taking? I'm taking the points every time, bro. Sixteen points is Man, a lot. Of I'm not touching that game. Like that's a. That's they. They set these lines strategically, bro. Like you already know, everybody gonna be trying to get that Houston plus sixteen, bro. But yeah, that's a game that I actually would stay away from, bro. Uh, over yeah. under forty seven points. Josh Allen, the Great White Hope, finally came back with a great day. Um, last week, four touchdowns, three hundred fifty eight yards, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, how you feel about the rest of the Bills? I can't even go nowhere last Sunday without my phone going out. Touchdown, Josh Allen. I'm like, ooh, again. Yeah, right. Yeah, and right that's here. what's gonna happen this Sunday um, too. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so for the rest, of course, Josh Allen is a start. Um, mm-hmm. But until the Buffalo running backs, I think they're fringe starts because of them being such heavy uh, favorites. Um, it's been pretty even split down the middle since Zach Moss returned in week two. Uh, Singletary's played 26 snaps to Zach Moss's 24. 29 opportunities for Singletary compared to 26 for Moss. And they've each seen one carry from inside the five. So even though I think they're both in play, I would prefer Moss to Singletary if I had to choose one. Moss is ahead of him in um, yards at the contact per carry, missed tackles, force, and elusive rating. He's also been the better receiver. Um, They've both seen five targets since week two, but uh, Moss caught all five of his for 39 yards compared to Singletary only catching three of his five targets for nine yards. So I'm not sure what's going on with him as a receiver, but it's just not working out for Singletary. So I'm treating both of them as like flex plays. Um, who should see enough volume in a potential blowout. Um, on to the receivers. Um, of course, you're starting digs. Emmanuel Sanders is also a star for me. Um, him and Josh Allen finally connected on their deep attempts. He caught both yes, of them for sir. six, nine yards, which is a nice amount, um, and a touchdown. Uh, he's also tied with digs with end zone targets with three each. So he's being targeted down the field. He's being targeted in the end zone, and he's only ran – two less routes than Stefan Diggs, So he's out there pretty much every play. Um, in terms of uh, targets, uh, Cole Beasley is still leading them in targets, but I feel like Emmanuel Sanders is the number two, like, fantasy producer out there. So I believe he is a start this week. Um, of course, he moves all around the formation. So you will see a little bit of every cornerback, and uh, they combined the Houston cornerbacks have uh, allowed about a 70% catch rate. So – I think he should be pretty good this week. So I think he's a, a solid wide receiver three. Um, on to Cole Beasley. I think he's more of a fringe play. He is second on the team at target. So if you need um, just that, that consistency, you need like a floor play, uh, and you're in a full PPR league, I'm cool with uh, Cole Beasley. You just got to know he doesn't have a high uh, ceiling. His dot is at 5.3 right now, which is the fifth lowest among receivers who have played at least 50% of the snaps. So – uh, just got to know what you're getting if you want to start Cole Beasley. Um, lo- high floor, low ceiling. 
And I think with uh, Emmanuel Sanders taking more of the um, a role in the office, it's, uh, it's going to limit Cole Beasley also. It is, but I, I I wouldn't necessarily say that because he, like I said, he's he's only like one target behind Stefan Diggs. Like I think it's like twenty nine to thirty, so he's mm-hmm. still getting his usual amount of targets. It's just he's not doing nothing after the catch. But that's what we're used to with Cole Beasley. Like that's just that safety valve down the middle. You know what I mean? So if you just need that, you know, eight points, not eight to ten points. If you're in a full PPR league, I think Beasley would be fine for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of tight ends. Um, I do think Dawson Knock is in a streaming conversation this week due to matchups. Yes, um, Texans have allowed the fourth most points to tight ends so far, and Dawson Knock has also ran the ninth most routes among tight ends, and is tied for in, for second in end zone targets. So, but like most tight ends, he will need to get into the end zone to really have a good day. But I think he has a good chance this week given the matchup. Uh, Josh Allen likes him. Yeah, he does. I mean. He's only being targeted on 13% of his route. So, I mean, it's, it's just so many miles to feed out there. But I just think with the matchup this week, I think he will – I think he's only seen like five targets as his max so far this year. But I could see that being like seven targets this year or this week or, you know, and a good chance of a touchdown. In the bold, he's going bold. The Jets going to win. Zach Wilson wakes up goose egg and mile high. Uh, he'll go against the shaky Titans defense, banged up Julio and AJ Brown. I'm still going to Titans. Uh, shout out breathing I fantasy so, football, bro. literally. I hope so. But yeah, he's talking about DFS. So if you if you want that contrarian play, that lowly owned player in like a GPP lineup, then I could definitely you know see that just throw Zach Wilson in, in one of your lineups, see if it hits. Bro. He, Nobody's he gonna have Zach Wilson. So right. I like it. Yeah, I won't play him in season long, but in uh in BFS I can I can see you know see you making a case for having him in a couple of your lineups. But on the other side of the ball, I'm gonna make this simple. Um start Brandon Cooks. That is uh-huh. the only guy that you need to start for the Texans. <laughs> Through the first three weeks, he's the number six receiver in half PPR leagues and has a 34% target share. That shit is insane. Top for third in receptions. Yep, third in yards. He has uh he's eighth in red zone targets, fourth in routes, uh yard yards per route run. And he's the perfect example of a receiver who's literally QB proof. So he's an every week top 15 play for me. Um the, the matchup is pretty tough against Buffalo. They're um, allowing the fewest points to receivers so far, but when you're getting that much volume, bro, like it's just going to be hard for somebody to fail. So only way he doesn't fail if he doesn't see the volume, which he's been seeing um, throughout the year, and they don't have anybody to throw to, so I think he's going to continue to see that volume. Cook, everybody Cook. else is a sit for me. Yep. I love it. I love it. Except cook us. or don't cook. <laughs> yes, it's contrary, and I only talk DFS, guys. Make that money. Hey, you need to write an article or something. My fault with you, but with your boy. Um, on to the next game. We got <laughs> on to the next game. We got Detroit at the Chicago Bears, Chicago two and a half point favorites with an over under 42. Uh, we talked a little bit about Jared Goff earlier. He had a pedestrian game last week. Um, after two QB one weeks in a row, only threw the ball 30 times for 217 yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions against that Baltimore defense. Uh, this week, the Bears are allowing 20 points to the quarterback position. 
Um, so I think he is um, back in line for a start. The Bears are tied for the seventh most touchdowns given up, although they only give up 231 yards a game. Uh, last week, the running backs did most of the work for the Lions. Um, they got most of the opportunities they had all season. Uh, this game should be around the same script with the Bears giving up around the 13th most rushing yards uh, a game. So I think if you have to start Jared Goff in two QB leagues, yes, but one QB leagues, I would sit him. Uh, the running backs, Swift and Williams, tied for the uh, Swift tied for third and half point PPR leagues um, last week with 21 touches, seven of those coming off receptions. That's and he's second in the league in targets for running backs. Uh, the Bears are giving up 11 receptions off 15 targets to the running back position. So of course he's a start. Uh, Williams comes in 15th in half PPR leagues with 14 touches, two of them coming off receptions last week. You saw a drastic decrease in targets uh, since week one where he had nine targets. Uh, without the consistency in targets, I don't think Williams is, is as much as a lock uh, of a start as he once was. Of course, his touchdown last week saved his week. Um, so he's really touchdown dependent to me now um, until we see more. I think Swift is starting to take over that bell cow uh, role. Um, so he is startable, but you just know you're hoping for a touchdown. And uh, this defense, he could get it on the goal line. Uh, Cephas, Raymond, Ahmad Brown sit all of them, even though Khalif did get 10 targets last week. Uh, still just going to sit them. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, disappointed last week after um, George Kittle and – Travis Kelsey came to Baltimore, had put up pretty good games. Uh, TJ Hawkinson couldn't do the same, but the Bears have allowed the six fewest tight end uh, points to the position with 4.3 a game. Uh, that's 10th in the NFL. Uh, so I think, you, of course, you want to find TJ up, but you also just you got a temporary expectation this week also. Um, I, think, I think the struggles last week came from them using him to block mostly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, they could be so, the same. I think it could be the same I, script this yeah. week going against I, that defense. I, I was just about to say they they probably God, I hope not. I, I was about to say they probably get them more involved this week. It, it did not look I mean the running game was uh, you know, the running backs, but it did not look good. It looked a lot better when TJ I involved think, in that offense. So I think they switch it up personally. And, and they get got no other tight end to block, goddamn. Right, and get, and get mean, your damn ball early it's the, pa- it's the pass rusher, man. The, the, the pass rusher is heavy. They're going to uh, keep a blocker. In there. I mean, and they didn't do bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Jared no, stayed up. And they almost won. They lost on a 66-yard field goal. Like, what they the have fuck a is really that? good offensive line, bro. Yeah, they do. They drafted that left tackle. Uh, what's his yeah. name? I'm Florida actually been S. very surprised. It hasn't worked out on the, you know, on the win-loss column, but. They lost every the game on like they the look, last. They look, le- they look legit, bro. Then they're building from the inside out. So, mm-hmm. oh, you talking about long all term? All they got to do is get, yeah. yeah. All they got to do is get some some legit skill players, bro. And, right. That's it. That's all they miss. Some wide receivers. I'm, oh, take, I'm taking the receivers, I'm taking the Lions this game. I think the Lions. Uh, I take the Lions in the points. Yeah, uh, I want to be surprised because on the other side of the ball, two, it's not going to be two and a half for long. Uh, so if you want them at that, you better go now. Because on the other side of the ball, we got Justin Fields, man. He started his first game uh, in the NFL career, and it was horrible. Only 20 attempts completed, only six passes for 68 yards, and only rushed the ball three times for 12 yards. I, th- I was off of him last week. It was just, I don't know. Uh, the Lions are bro, giving up the horrible for all the rookie quarterbacks yeah. so far, bro. Like, this yeah, is they crazy. Be, they be getting their shit pushed in. We the got Lions are giving – the Lions – 
I think we're just waiting on Trans 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 Trey Lance to save us. Let's go. You're the savior, bro. <laughs> the Lions are giving up the ninth most fantasy points to the quarterback position and only 65 yards off 20 rushing attempts and no touchdowns. And they played Baltimore last week, you know, against the number one rushing quarterback in the league, and they still um they had held their own. So you know, Justin Fields, you know what I'm saying? They're him getting his yards on the ground. That could be something I know a lot of people are looking for, but just be aware that the Lions are not trash. You know, even on defense, they are good. Um, I just can't trust him against the Lions. The Lions had the seventh uh, graded pass rush, according to PFF. So they're getting pressure on the ball, and that's a better pass rush than the Browns, who feasted on him last week for, what was it, six, seven sacks? So Justin Fields is actually a sit for me this week. Um Contrary to popular belief, I'm not. I yeah, couldn't roll him out there. I couldn't roll him out there again after that. That's it's crazy. But that it's crazy to me though, bro. Because I didn't even need to watch the game to know that Nagy did not put him in a position to succeed, bro. Like, bro, how many times did they only have a five man protection against one of the best pass rushes in the league, bro? No yeah. freaking like short routes, bro. You you're doing five step drop back with a rookie cornerback, quarterback, bro. Like. Bro, they drafted him three months ago, bro, and they did not make a game plan. They knew he was going to start at some point this year, right? So why mm-hmm. are you giving him the same exact playbook as Andy Dalton, bro? They're a whole different quarterback, bro. Like, that dude is the worst quarterback, bro. He's arrogant as hell, bro. Like, I cannot stand Worst coach, worst bro. coach. Like, bro, this is for your job, too, bro. Like, you yeah, need yeah, to yeah. succeed, bro. You're out here looking stupid and mad but, that you got Justin Fields, but you're going to give him this. Bro. It, it was, I heard, I heard, I heard. I'm not to say Justin Fields played look great or anything, yeah. but he looked bad, too, bro. But he did yeah. not, well, he was not in a position yeah. to succeed. His head coach did not help him out at all, bro. And that was horrible to see, bro. I, I, um, I heard somebody, I think it was Bomani Jones. I was listening to his show. He was like, um, he was basically like saying that. Matt Nagy knows this is for his job, basically. And he saw Justin Fields all offseason. He clearly saw enough not to feel like he was going to be good enough to save his job. Hey, the, the Twitter. Ridiculous, bro. Yeah. The Twitter name is at the bottom right there, bro. Hold on. Once we hide the banners, you can see him. Hold on. I'll hide the banner for you. Stay right. Shit. Well, now you still can't see him. But anyway, just follow Jabari's session. You'll get to know the rest of them. Um, uh, where was I at? So, but anyway, they don't even know if Justin Fields would be the starter yet. You know what I'm saying? It's still in, in limbo. So just, you know what I'm saying? Keep your ears tuned to that noise. Another disappointment that I would think, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people was time to talk about him. Allen Robinson, after 11 targets week one, um, Fields allegedly was supposed to be the savior. And he only seen six targets uh, last week and two of them caught two of them for 27 yards. Uh, he has a great matchup this week against A.J. Parker, who's allowing 83% catch rate when targeted. Uh, normally, you would depend on the volume to be there, uh, but the production simply just, like I said, just hasn't been there. And so um, you're looking for this to be a pickup game for Allen Robinson. Uh, the Lions are allowing 22 points to the wide receiver position, but if you have other options and you're thinking about starting them, depending on what they are, I wouldn't get too crazy, you know what I'm saying? But I think um, – I if you, I could see you sitting Allen Robinson this week, you know what I mean? I, I think we. I want to go Allen past Robinson or Tyler wide Boyd. receiver two. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, that's what I said. If they got like wide two, wide receiver two upside. I won't mind them, but once you get yeah. to that mid wide receiver Carlin. three back end range, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't Carlin go too Sutton crazy. Corlin Center, Allen Robinson, Corlin Center. Mm, yeah, I think yeah. I feel like last um, week they. Broncos. Devontae so. Smith or Allen Robinson? Shit, they're the same person. Who, uh, <laughs> right. 
Who Eagles play? Yeah, I'm going. I'm. I got. I'm riding with Robinson one more week, bro. This is a great matchup. Like you it's mentioned, a great, I'm not, yeah, it's a great. He has matchup, the bro. number one matchup advantage according to PFF this week. So if he cannot get right against these these lion cornerbacks, bro, who are injured out there, bro, they don't have any like cornerbacks out there, bro. So yeah. if he can't get right this week, bro, then I guess you, we can talk about sitting. Oh, I could talk about sitting him, but I'm gonna give him one more week, bro. He's literally been losing me fucking games. Justin Fields. Throw it to your best player, bro. Damn. You don't got time. Call the right phrase, man. You got no time. They need to do some audibles and stuff, shit, bro. Like, hey, bro, fuck what Nagy talk about, bro. bro, I'm doing a three-step drop, bro. I want to I'm gonna throw a slant to you, bro. Some shit, bro. Hey, would you start Lentz or Justin Fields? Fields, because Wentz ain't been looking like shit either, bro. Yeah, just feels just because I'm just going to hope that he rushes for at least five, 50 yards, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't going to rush them all, bro. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, everybody's saying man, he rushed the ball 10 times in half. He touched the ball 10 times. Nigga didn't do sh- I mean, he didn't Fields. do nothing after that. But anyway, man, uh, Daryl Mooney played 98% of the snaps last week, only targeted four times, oh, caught oh. one of them for nine yards. Uh, he has a good matchup against Bobby Price um, this week. But Mooney can't be trusted until we see what Fields looks like to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, the volume is what you're looking for, and it, it, you just can't say it's going to be there for them. Uh, Cole Komet only caught one of his four targets for 11 yards, and it's the same situation with him also. For me, that's yeah. how I feel about him. He has to watch and see for that. Uh, David, yeah, I think David Montgomery is the only person I would want to start. I mean, not really. If they're going to play like they played last week, but. You had no choice but to run uh, Montgomery out there. The Lions have allowed six touchdowns to the running back position. That's the most in the NFL. So, you know what I'm saying? That's what is uh, susceptible at. Uh, I mentioned that pass rush earlier, but David Robinson only getting 12 touches is also a caution flag that needs to be waived. <laughs> David Montgomery. Who the f- yeah, David Montgomery only getting 12 touches. <laughs> bro, he be, he be trying David to. Robinson? Hey, the whole thing Allen, 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 Because Allen Robinson right there, too. Good. Them motherfuckers might need David Robinson out there. Right. Yeah. right. They uh, look, fantasy owner want to combine both of them players together for for, for one player. Reminds me of that time he said Mark Henry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrestler. That sounds like, that sound like, like the shit I would say. I'm about uh, to say that sounds like a baseball player. Carolina, no, nah, that's sexual chocolate, baby. Uh, Carolina at, if you. <laughs> <laughs> How to get you back, bro. <laughs> Hell no, nah, <laughs> hey, hey, oh, if, if, if you if you knew if you watch WWE, you get the reference. But anyway, I knew, Carolina, I, I, I know who he's talking about. But oh, so you know, sexual chocolate. You remember, he, you remember he used to you remember he used to date that old lady, May Young. He used yeah, to kiss yeah. May Young in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was some wild times, boys. <laughs> um, nice to um, meet you, EJ. Make sure you follow. Uh, oh, that's his, yeah, yeah. Shout out to EJ. Uh, go make sure y'all go subscribe to EJ at Breathing Fantasy Football, literally, too. Um, on to the next game, pull up on to the next game. We got Carolina at the five point favorite at Dallas, uh, over under 50 and a half points. Uh, Sam Donald, another 300 game performance uh, last week, no passing touchdowns, but he made up, made up for that with the two rushing touchdowns. Uh, no CMC apparently this week. How y'all, how you feel about um, the Carolina going for it? Are they the real deal? That's the question. Uh, they, they, they might be. Their defense is tough, man. And uh, Sam yeah. Darnold is looking great, surviving the Gates effect. You know what I mean? 
Uh, he faced quarterback. Right. So we got uh, one moment for those high school kids that get uh, coaching right now. <laughs> all right. Good luck to those kids. <laughs> oh, man. We didn't give a moment of silence out to all the black kings and queens. Let's go ahead for all the far. And we back. And we back. All right. Go ahead. Week four, Panthers against Cowboys. All right, uh, Sam Darnold, he finished quarterback 17, 13, and 5 so far. And with CMC, he has rushed. Without CMC, he rushed in, which could be a thing moving forward. Around 30. Hey, stop talking, Javario. The Tuscaloosa internet fucking up. Uh, We'll be back with further telecom from the Jabbar when he gets his shit together. Uh, let's go on to the next game. Uh, <laughs> we got Indianapolis at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, one and a half point favorite at Miami Dolphins with an over under a 42. Uh, Jacoby Brissett didn't look too bad in his relief from um, uh, Tua. So how do you feel about that game? Most? He did it, man, but he didn't throw any touchdowns at all and yeah. he needed, he scored 20 points, but he wouldn't have got there if it wasn't for the overtime. So not he expecting every like game to go back. Sneaker he got a, like that. Yeah. He got the quarter and it took him like four tries to get that shit, bro. He almost didn't get it, yeah, 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 but he yeah. did look competent. He, I mean, I guess he looked okay. Like he really wasn't throwing the ball down the field like that. So I am not cool with starting him even in QB two league, like super flex leagues, unless you're just desperate for, I don't think he's going to be like Zach Wilson low. Um, but yeah, I'm not looking to start him. Um, in terms of the other guys at Miami, I go down. So uh, uh, the running backs, um, Gaskin, he is a star as a, a running back three flex play. He's dominating the team in running back opportunities, but he's still splitting snaps with um, Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed. Um, he's seen 28 snaps compared to 24 for Brown and 10 for Ahmed. Um, in terms of what he's been doing efficiency-wise, though, he is crushing it seventh in yards per attempt, temp, fifth in avoided tackles per attempt, and sixth in targets among running backs, averaging five per game. Just the problem is that committee situation out there doesn't look like it's going anywhere anytime soon, so you just have to live with that, um, live with him in that RB3 territory. Um, and he hasn't seen the end zone yet also. So his receiving usage makes him uh, uh, have him – Makes him have a safe floor. So as long as he's seeing that five targets a game, I think he's okay. And I'm so I'm viewing him as an RB three. Um, in terms of the receivers, I am going to sit all of those guys. Um, last week was the first week that we saw all three of them on the field at the same time, and it wasn't pretty. Parker and Fuller only saw six targets each, but only had 62 yards combined. Waddle actually saw 13 targets. But he had an A dot of 2.8, bro. Like he literally was not, he was being targeted right at the line of scrimmage, bro. Throwing screens. Really, yeah, really weird, bro. Um, because he's a speedster, bro. Like you you target him down the field. Like that, that was insane. Maybe Jacoby Brissett um, don't got the arm. Yeah, maybe, bro. Uh, Waddle is the only one I would consider in full PPR leagues, but his ceiling is gonna be low if they continue to target him close to that line of scrimmage like that. I'm not trusting any of the other guys other than uh, Desperation, wide uh, receiver fours. Maybe Fuller, he did get one end zone target, so I guess like you're banging on a touchdown with him, but it's just it's, it's good. I don't like the way it looked out there in the first week. Um, on to the tight ends. 
Mike is sicky, bro. Uh, I shit it on him week one, bro. But he he maybe my words, bro. I don't know. He's shitting on two. Jacoby Brissett. I don't even if it was Jacoby Brissett or what, but ever since he's came in, bro, he's been the man out there, bro. Um, he's caught he caught ten of his twelve targets last week for eighty six yards. Matchup isn't great, but they're using him as a receiver, so he won't see that linebacker too much. Um, he's ran seventy four percent of his snaps out of the slot and twenty two percent out wide. So, and he's only ran about four of his four percent of his snaps lined up as a true tight end. So he's more of a receiver than anything, bro. So. I'm cool with starting him as like a back end tight end one this week. Um, I think that takes care of Miami. Yeah, I'm one, not on Fuller. Three. I know Fuller is back, but I'm still off Fuller until he shows me. He got to show me one of the games. And he missed practice again today, bro. So I guess if yeah. he doesn't play again this week, then you can consider starting Waddle and uh, Parker. But I just didn't like the, the target split out there. It seems like uh, it was Waddle and Gesicki is the top two options out there. So mm-hmm. that was gross. Um, as far as the Colts go, starts. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's been pretty disappointing to start the year, but he has seen the opportunities, averaging about 18 a game. Um, the good thing for him is he leads the carry, uh, leads the league in carries inside the five, um, with six, but he hasn't seen a touchdown yet. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of regression. I love trying to spot regression opportunities, and I think he's like one of the leaders in that. Um, so as long as he keeps seeing those um, inside the five rushes, he's going to score a touchdown immediately, uh, uh, eventually. So hopefully that happens this week. Um, they're going against Miami, who is allowing the second most points to running backs. And they just allowed Peyton Barber to look like a motherfucking Amazing. monster out there, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But he was he, he was on waiver wires in Dynasty Leagues this past week, bro. That's how, how bad nobody wanted him, bro. So the fact that he looked good against this uh, rush defense uh, – Bolds well for Jonathan Taylor, so I'm fine starting him as a back-end RB1 um, this week. In a game that should be pretty close, there's only a one-and-a-half-point difference. Um, sits, I'm going to sit Carson Wentz. He's been very mediocre to start the year, only throwing three touchdowns so far. 24th in yards per attempt, 24th or 26th in passing grade, according to PFF. And not only has he been mediocre, but he has the injuries to both his ankles pretty much took away all of his rushing upside. Didn't rush one time last week at the rushing for nine times for 60 yards during the first two weeks. So without that rushing upside and him just being okay as a passer, man, I I don't want to start Wentz this week. Uh, Miami is also allowing the 13th fewest points to quarterbacks, so the matchup isn't that great either. Zach Pascal, Gabe's homeboy Zach Pascal, is a sit for me also. Um, He came crashing back down to earth last week. Had a lot of touchdown deodorant in the first two weeks. So, I mean, this is kind of what we – you could you should have expected to see that if he didn't see a, a touchdown. He's only averaging five targets per game. So, he's going to need a touchdown pretty much every week to be relevant. Mm-hmm. The good news for him is, though, he leads the receivers with five end zone targets. So, I guess he has a better chance than most to see a touchdown. But we just know that's not going to be the case. He's not going to score a touchdown every week. So, if you want to play with fire and start him as like a flex play, hoping that he gets in the end zone – be my guest, but I am not trusting him um, this week. French plays, I got uh, Michael Pittman. He has seen 12 targets in each of the past two weeks, so he's operating as the team's wide receiver one, ran the most routes on the team, has a 24% target share. So um, I like him as a wide receiver three slash flex play this week. Um, the reason why Bump announced wide receiver three slash flex is because he's going to see a lot of Xavier Howard who has a PFF grade of 79 and only allowing a catch rate of 59%. So 
So um, that's going to be his primary coverage. The good news is he does run 55% of his snaps either on the opposite side of Xavier Howard or in the slot. So you're going to need him to get most of his production away from Howard. Um, so at least he's not going to be like, it's not no shadow situation. So um, treating him as a wide receiver three this week. They got Brian oh, Jones out there too, though. So it ain't. It's Brian Jones. Yeah, Brian Yeah, he ain't Jones. no Xavier Howard, though. Yeah. But that defense, like that, that defense, like Miami defense, I think they like got holding some kind of record for like the, they just got like a, a turnover in like so many games or some shit like that. Yeah, for like yeah, for like that sucks, that sucks for D- DST plays, yeah, yeah, exactly. But Pittman 12 targets last two weeks, bro. Like, that's I'm following the volume with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, last French play I got will be Naheem Hines. He's averaging about 10 opportunities a game, but he's been pretty efficient with those touches, those looks. Um, scoring double digit points in two out of the three games. I don't know what happened week two, he only saw two targets, but um, as long as they continue to give him that, about I think he's seen about five targets a week. Um, he's uh, six a month, uh, six a month amongst running backs in receiving yards. So he has a pretty safe floor, and I think he's a solid flex play this week. And I think that covers it. He looked like a stud out there. He looked like what we want J- JT to look like, actually. Yeah, he got that red zone mm-hmm. touchdown last week. So mm-hmm. that sucked for JT, but he's only seen about four carries a game and, you know, like five to six targets a game. So Running between the tackles is going to be limited, but with that volume he's seeing as a receiver, he should have a safe floor. All right, let's try this again, Javar. On to that Carolina-Dallas game. I think he was at CMC not playing, something like that. Chuba Herbert, maybe. Hey, okay, I just want to let you know, bro. I hate you, bro. I was around, I said uh, Sam Donald, he's throwing the ball around 34 times per game in this could uptick with that with CMC going out for a while. He's a must starting off formats against a defense that's aligned around 23 points per game to two quarterbacks. With CMC out, uh, Herbert recorded 40, I mean, 55% of the running back snap and looked like the main guy out there. As long as he dominates the backfield, he's a running back two moving forward, especially this week against a defense that is allowing around 20 total fantasy points per game to running backs. Freeman is a wait and see to see if he gets more involved in the game with the touches moving forward. Uh, EJ, I'll try to check you out. Appreciate the support, bro. Oh, yeah, good look, good look. Uh, Wide receiver DJ Moore, man, he's taking over uh, right now. He's a must-start leading team in receptions, 22 and yards with 285. Robbie Anderson is a sit, 11 targets through three games. What is going on? Without CMC, Terrence Marshall, well, behind CMC, Terrence Marshall was third on the team, but with CMC out, Terrence Marshall was second on the team in targets and splitting time with Robbie and wide receiver two sets. Marshall could see those CMC targets come his way. It's something to watch. Don't mind him as a flex play this week, but things are going to be – uh if things are rough for you. Um, but moving forward uh, this week, you're definitely watching this game, looking at to see where the passes are going, uh, if they're going to lead towards Robinson or Marshall. But if I had to choose somebody, I'd go with Marshall right now. They seem to um, want to get him more involved. I'm still waiting to, before I choose Marshall. I'm waiting on Marshall until, you know what I'm saying, until he shows us something. 
me myself personally. Uh, uh yeah, I'm sorry if you tell somebody between him or or Robinson. Oh yeah, for sure. None of them. Both of them are on my bench. Robinson. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he's on my bench like a motherfucker. You said it twice too. Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> yeah, Robbie Anderson. My bad, but yeah, I, I feel you. Um, they, as you mentioned earlier, they traded uh Dan Arnold and love the rookie Tremble. So keep an eye on Tremble, but don't worry about starting him. You got a Russian touchdown last week too. That was cool. Yeah. Somehow but- I got him on my one of my pictures also. I picked him up in Dynasty, just you know, just in case. But other than that, he's still out there in the redraft leagues for me. Anything else for uh, Carolina? Uh, so you said, how do you feel about Trevor Hubbard? Well, I say he's a running back two moving forward. Uh, as long um, he's getting fifty fifty five percent of the backfield touches uh, since CMC went out. So yeah, I like him as a running back two against a team that's line allowing over twenty points to running back position mm-hmm. yeah okay that's a bit moving on to the Cowboys <laughs> you know you're gonna start Dak um, but tipper expectations in this tough matchup the Panthers are giving up um, 45 rushing yards per game and 2.6 yards per carry and uh, Pollard Pollard is eating into Zeke carries each week which is lowering his ceiling so I'm, I'm fine with starting Zeke, but just temper expectations as uh, the Panthers are a great rushing, um, run-stopping team. And because of that reason, I wouldn't start Parler this week. Um, uh, but as far as the wide receivers go, they are going to eat. The Panthers are allowing close to 30 fantasy points per game to the wide receiver group. You must start CD and you must start Cooper. Schultz is controlling around 70% of the tight end snaps, and Dak seems to love him. It will be weeks to start him, but this week he has a tough matchup, and the Panthers are giving up only seven points per game to the tight end position. So, uh, uh, Schultz, I know it's ugly out there in the the tight end world. Uh, First game, he got six targets. Second game, I think three, and third game, six. So, I mean, if he's going to see six targets somewhere around there, it's going to be as a tight end, it's going to, it's going to be hard to sit him. But uh, if you got somebody with a better matchup than him, I would go there this week. Uh, if, if you don't have nothing, I don't. You, you playing with fire with Schultz, but he should get you some sort of points. That's pretty much it on uh, the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I, the tight end position, like I've been saying every week, man, they're they going to target him. I wish it was just one of them out there. It just sucks that it's Jarvin and Schultz, so you never know which one is going to have the big target week. Uh, but I guess if you're in the pinch and you needed to start one of them, I could see it. Schultz looks like the better option. Yeah. Three, three games to me. Also, for the running backs, I mean, I think I'm still starting both of them. I know yeah, the matchup looks too. bad on paper, but they played the Jets week one, and they played – Houston Texans week three, so they really don't have a, a strong rushing game. So really, they shut down Kamara, and I don't know what happened that game. He got like five carries or some shit. So I the think uh, it's little, it's a little inflated in terms of how they're looking against running backs. So I think I'm still fine starting uh, Holler and uh, Zeke. They're like they're the two highest graded uh, rushers according to PFF over the last two weeks. Also, man, they just have a really strong run game and Pollard hasn't been seeing as many opportunities or snaps 
as Zeke, but he's been super efficient with his touches. So I just think uh, they should be both safe for you. Okay. Yeah, I do like Pollard also this week. Weird that they didn't target him last week, but you know. Yeah. But he still got he still looked explosive when he was looked on the field. Yeah, exactly. Zeke also looked good too, so that kind of took away from his shine. Bro, it's so crazy how much, bro. They begin so many yards before contact, before they even get touched, bro. They are yeah, offensive line chunks of yards, bro. This shit's insane. It's, Jeez, a, it's just it's just hard. You can't stack the box against them, bro, because they have yeah. CeeDee Lamb and Mari Cooper on the outside, bro. Hey, see, when they did stack the right box offense. against them, uh, that first game where Dak saw what 50 percent of the stack box, they threw the ball exactly. 58 times. So it's like pick your poison, really. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. Besides starting Tony Pollard, I'm cool. Uh, on to the next game, we got the one and a half point favorite Browns at the Minnesota Vikings, over under 51 and a half points. Uh, Baker threw the ball 31 times last week, only 19 of them completion with a touchdown. Did have 31 rushing yards, but that's the thing you worried about with Baker, man. He's not going to throw the ball that much because he don't need to. Uh, he is 13th in his adjusted completion rate, but only 28th in passing attempts. Um, if there is a game he would throw the ball, it would be against this team. Uh, the, the Vikings are allowing the most passing yards in the NFL. Uh, not in the most pass, the sixth most passing yards in the NFL and the seventh most fantasy points to the quarterback position. So if it, in one QB leagues, I would sit him. But in two QB leagues, I think he could do better. I mean, I don't think he could do uh, – um, he's good in two QB leagues. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I, like it. I like him better than Heineke and all the rest of the folks that I was talking about. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, of course, he's gonna start both of them. Hunt, uh, Chubb had 22 touches last week, only 81 yards, didn't get a touchdown or no targets. Uh, Hunt, uh, Hunt with the big day, 81 rushing yards, 74 passing yards off six receptions. Um, so it's always good to see him still getting those targets. The Vikings are allowing the 12th most yards on the ground to the running back position. Um, they are middle of the pack with allowing 16 points to the position of the game, but you got to start both of them. OBJ, uh, the return to OBJ, night, nine targets in his first game, caught five of them for 77 yards, no touchdown. Um, he is targeted on 26% of his targets last week in his first week back. He will be matched up against Breland or Patrick Peterson on the outside. Uh, Minnesota is 20th graded uh, team according to PFF and coverage and Breland would be the better matchup. He's being targeted 22% of his routes. He's covering and allowing an 86% catch rate uh, while Patrick Peterson allowing a 77%. So it's not bad there also, but Breland is allowing the most touchdowns uh, among quarterbacks um, well, that went four this year. Uh, so OBJ is a lock start for me. I feel uh, comfortable with starting him. I heard a, a crazy rumor that he like popped his. I don't know if it was a rumor or if it's true, but he dislocated his shoulder or some shit. Popped it back in and kept playing last week. That's what suck because you, you're going off adrenaline if it's during the game, but after the game, we haven't heard. Like we would have heard something about that. Yeah. yeah uh, before you move on, though, we do have a question. Uh, shout out to James. Make sure you subscribe to the channel and give us a like. Um, start Godwin or Lamb this week. That's hard, but I'm probably gonna start Lamb. Mm-hmm. The target, I agree. Sharing. Yeah, again, Lamb. I, I go ahead, Carlos. No, I would just say it's crazy that you're deciding between these two studs right here. But, um, Godwin going against New England, and I mean, you gotta assume that they're gonna try to limit him. Out there in New yeah. England, man, and 
you know he's not going to force the ball to Godwin. So even though he can still have a good game, I mean, Lamb doesn't – I mean, he, he, I think Lamb has a better matchup this week. So yeah, locked and loaded. Yeah, Lamb, Lamb does have a better matchup. Um, I think that line – I think I said I just did their cut. Um, Panthers line like 30 total points, fantasy points in PPR leagues to the wide receiver group. So, yeah, Lamb is a locked and loaded starter. He should see 10 to, 10 to maybe 12 targets. Dak loves him. Uh, Austin Hooper, the tight end, is averaging three targets a game. He did see the end zone last week. Uh, but being targeted 21% of his routes, uh, that's seventh amongst, amongst tight ends. Uh, middle of the road matchup against Eric Kendricks, who is graded a 73 in coverage according to PFF, but he has allowed a 100% catch rate, nine targets, nine catches, 113 yards, still no touchdowns. So with, with Jarvis Landry still being out and Austin Hooper being targeted on so many percentages of his routes. I think you have to uh, feel comfortable starting him. Uh, Kirk Cousins on the other side of the ball. We got another solid week. Um, number six quarterback in fantasy with at least two touchdowns in every game. He has led the league in adjusted completion percentages with 86.2. Um, even after a, dom- a domination game against Justin Fields, um, that we just saw the Browns give up. They are giving up the 15th most fantasy points to the quarterback position with 20.7 a game. So I think you have to feel comfortable starting him. Uh, and a high over under, you just want to follow that hot hand. David Cook or Alexander Madison, whichever one's starting, volume is key. Madison stepped in with 32 touches, 171 yards last week. So I do feel comfortable oh, putting him out bro. there. He looked like David Cook. He did, bro. I swear, bro. I think, bro, he literally looks like a Dalvin Cook light out there, bro. This shit's insane. And the reason why I say light is because Dalvin Cook probably would have punched that shit in from when yeah. he got. I think he got an inside the five carry and he got tackled. But I think Dalvin probably gets in there. But man, he looks, bro, really similar. They practice together Cook, every day, bro. He's like, oh. I'm talking about just the way they. Yeah. they and I know what you said, bro. Just. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, like, it's crazy. I don't think they rush him back just because of that simple fact that he did look so good. So right, Dalvin right, Cook right. might be out for another week. But Carlos, you are right. Even when Dalvin Cook is playing and Madison gets a touch, it's, it takes me a second. Yeah. Is that Cook? Who, who is that? Oh, oh, that's <laughs> oh, Madison, what the hell are you doing? Right, in the come on, man. That was a nice run, though. Come on, man. Thielen, Jefferson, and KJ Osborne. Jefferson being targeted on 24% of his snaps. Of course, he's going to start him. He actually has more red zone targets than Adam Thielen, uh, eight to five. But Thielen is just the touchdown monster. Uh, If it comes to magnet hands in the red zone, like with my magnet gloves, we we inside the 20. (laughs) Like if it comes away, he got it. Currently second in the NFL with four touchdowns. Volume is what you're looking for here. He's still getting about seven targets a game, and he's getting in that end zone, like I mentioned. Um, uh, KJ Osborne uh, saw his first dip in targets, only being targeted twice in a good matchup last week. We saw Tyler Conklin uh, had a big game last week, so I think he ate into his um, that KJ's targets that he was getting. Uh, Tyler Conklin was targeted 20% of his routes to KJ's 14% of his routes, and Conklin ended up with seven catches for 70 yards and a touchdown and only missed one of his targets. Um, and he has an okay matchup this week, but the volume, I think the volume is shifting toward, toward the tight ends because we already know the Vikings like to use their tight ends even when they had Kyle Rudolph there. So I think this is more so what they want to do. So I would definitely sit Kyle Osborne um, in the tight end situation. Um, 
it's it's hard to say, but he's a top 10 tight end right now. So I think you have to start him, but I would pivot just off the matchup alone. Um, yeah, but if you, if I, I think, I think you can start I think him. I think it's going to be an Osborne week. Uh, I, about to say, I think they're going to have switching weeks. If it ain't Osborne, it's going to be uh, the tight end. And if it ain't the tight end, it's going to be the Osborne. I, I, about to say, I think it's going to flip-flop with, with matchups. Osborne got a, 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 yeah, has a hard matchup. Osborne do two against Troy Hill. He's one of the better slot corners in the league. I mean, it, it's, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I would sit both of them if I had to. Jefferson and Dillon, then. Yeah, I would sit both of them if I could. Actually. And the running backs. And the running backs. Uh, I, I like what you said on most part, but I just don't. Austin Hooper is not seeing enough volume. Even even with, you know, Landry out last week, he only got three targets. So I, I, I just don't know if it's But when he's much on the field, pressure. when he's running routes, though, it's just him getting on the field. He only ran 51 routes all year, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If he's on the field, he's still he's getting yeah, targeted. No, but he's he not. Running the, they're running the ball. They run the ball a lot. But I'm saying in the tight end situation, it's like uh, 20, 20% of the, the, the targets. If he does run, he's getting targeted. So it's not like he's just out there blocking. I'm saying, but 20% of 53 routes is not that much, though. Yeah, like if he that? was getting twenty percent of eighty routes ran, or twenty percent of ninety routes, like that's a different that's story. Enough, bro, yeah. only keep keep growing up. Hey, hey, check this out, bro. Don't send me trades for DeAndre Swift that involves Sammy Watkins. I'm not even looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, y'all got anything Max. else? <laughs> Max. <laughs> yes, bro. Jesus Christ. Y'all got anything else? Everybody rostered though, bro. That shit's crazy. Um, nope. Uh, on to the last game of the episode. We got the Giants at the seven and a half point favorite uh, Saints with an over under a 42 and a half. Um, Danny Dimes, or should I say Daniel Lamar Jackson Dimes, uh, one yard short of 40 last week on the ground and third amongst qu- running uh, quarterbacks in rushing yards. Uh, how y'all feel about the Giants going forward? They had a lot of injuries last week against the Dirty Birds. Yeah, they did have a lot of injuries, as you was just talking up. Uh, Daniel Lamar Jones, he has, he also has no INTs, only two passing TDs through three games. But like you mentioned, his upside is his uh, rushing 30, 23 times for two TDs for us so far. He has thrown the ball at least 32 times in a game and has had at least 240 yards per game. So you don't throw, you know. We don't think of Danny Dimes throwing the ball, but throwing the ball 32 times a game. TDs would be hard to come by in this struggling offense. And he going against a defense that's aligned around 13 points per game, two quarterbacks. He's uh, he's not matchup proof or is he? So I'm, I'm not sticking my neck out there for him. But, you know, we're going to find out this week if he's matchup proof. Um, quarterback two leads. Uh, if I don't have nobody better, I, I don't mind them. But uh, if you got somebody with a better matchup, I will pivot to them in week two and just see if his rushing floor holds up well for him. And after, after that, I don't mind them. It gets tough matchups, maybe. Um, Barkley had a monster week against the Falcons, but who hasn't? He looked good and uh, looked like he's getting more comfortable and total 22 touches and could be ready to take over a full workload. Writing this now, seriously, guys. I was writing this and I wrote, "Will be ready to take on a full like typing it. Be ready to take on a full load." And then I heard Gabe in the background. Hey, pause. <laughs> right, right. I heard Gabe. So I, backspace, backspace, backspace. Full work 
No, I swear, I swear. <laughs> back I typed it out. I heard game in the back of my head. So I said, that was crazy. <laughs> you, just hear, you just hear pause, right? So, <laughs> I was like, I put workload. That definitely gave you the biggest pause for that. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but uh, tempered expectations for Barkley this week. The Anks are allowing around 15 fantasy points to running backs and have PPR. I mean, in PPR leagues. If you tune it in, we Falcons fans, so the Anks is the Saints, of course. So uh, wide receivers Slayton and Shepard have yet to practice this week, which means if they do not play, uh, Galladay will be force-fed even against a rough defense. He has seen at least five targets per game, but have yet to go over 64 yards, and this could change this week if one of these guys or both the guys are not playing. With the Angus giving up, uh, giving up the 14 most fantasy points to PPR wide receivers, Galladay is a must start. Uh, the tight end position is rough out here with Shep and Slay probably not starting this week. Ingram could see more targets, but it's an uphill battle against a tough defense that's allowing 8.6 fantasy points per game to tight ends. So at the moment, uh, <sighs> If 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 Shep and Clay not starting, I don't mind um, start Ingram. But if Shep or or Clay is starting one of the two, I will pivot from Shep. Both of them got to be out for me to throw Ingram out there at the moment. Uh, him nowhere. That's that's pretty much I got on that side out of all for the Giants. Y'all got something? Um, nah, I mean I like Ingram. If like you said, if the other two receivers don't play, I mean he saw six targets in his first game back of the year, so I think he, he has to get he has to get more volume out of necessity. I feel like if these other guys don't play, so I'm cool with him as a streaming tight end. Um, so just depends on your other options, but I'm not against it. I can dig it. I can dig it. Next up on the other side, we got Jameis Winston. Himself, the new guy, Jameis Winston. He's a new person if you haven't seen him interview. Uh, he's a French start, even with the gravy matchup. The Giants are allowing the seven most points to quarterback, but Jameis has yet to throw over 23 times in a game or pass over 150 yards. He doesn't rush much, and he's only attempted four. And he, he's, he doesn't rush much with 14 attempts for 60 yards and one TD. He is TD dependent and doesn't need to be a starting lineups, man. It's just, I know he's been efficient in the games. He's done well, but that's just hard to come by. 23 passes and only 100, and you haven't went over 150 yards yet. That's hard to trust, man. If you can pivot uh, to another quarterback, um, I, I would, but uh, I'm thinking in my head, like right now, Matt Jones or Jameis Winston, I might still, I still go Jameis over Matt Jones. Yeah. Certain quarterbacks, it is, but it's just, it's just, just be aware of his situation. He's not going to be allowed to throw much or throw uh, a downfield, so his upside is limited for sure, unless he gets a touchdown or two per game. Uh, Kamara is a must start. He's the whole offense and some. Uh, On to the wide receiver. Callaway has played his best game yet last week against a rough Patriots defense. And this week he gets a cupcake max jump against the Giants. And uh, that's secondary who is allowing the second most points to wide receiver. Even with a juicy matchup, I hate this. Good night. Even with a juicy matchup, he is a boom or bust wide receiver. This is ugly for this offense. I don't mind him in your flex spot if you need someone to score lots of points. 
for you. So if you know uh, you're down or project to be down in the matchup, Callaway would be a, a good guy to put in there because he could, he, he might, boom. I mean, he might, might bust, but he could also, boom, uh, going up against this uh, Giants secondary to have allowed the second most uh, points to wide receiver this year. Keep in mind, um, Callaway matchup does get easier uh, all the way up leading up to week 11 where he played Philly until week 11 where he plays Philadelphia and Buffalo. So we're about to see. Uh, they played the Packers first, and then who did they play? The Panthers, who uh, looked pretty decent. And now they play the Giants with a cupcake matchup. So we're about to see if it's been these defenses – so yeah, it's it's hard, but That's what she no said. no further than a flex play though, man. If you're gonna start Callaway, there's <laughs> better flex plays out there, I believe too. So I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but they may not be on. I'm not. St- I don't want to start nobody on the Saints that's not named Alvin Kamara, really. Facts, bro. Like I can't start a receiver when a quarterback hasn't thrown over 150 yards all season, bro. Like, yeah, how do we even feel comfortable starting you, bro? Nope. Facts. Won't do facts, it. Facts. Facts. That's it. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Shit. Week third. Uh, week four. Week four. Next time we talk to y'all Thursday night, it'll be over. Who y'all got Thursday? Bengals or the whoever else? Cincinnati. You dig Cincinnati? The Jags ain't cutting it. Cincinnati. Hey, hey, uh, Zach Taylor. I'm gonna need you to stop fucking with us, bro. You, you, you know you. You teased us that week week one where you gave Mixon all these damn Mixon. targets, bro, and then you just, you just yeah, fell off the yeah, cliff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. no more targets for you, for you. Like, come on, bro. Sheesh. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Let me get let me get a fantasy owner something to talk about this week. No targets for Mixon. <laughs> no three hundred yard game for Joe Burrow. Right. Damn. Just what are y'all doing out there? Just playing defense? Oh. What, what are they? Are they? They two and one or three and zero? Oh? Maybe. No, they lost. They lost one. They lost one. Yeah, they might be one and two. I want to say, wait a second. Wait a second. They're yeah. trying to win. What gross? Yeah, they two and one. They two and one. They lost oh. one of the games in overtime or something like that. Other than exactly. That. They're trying to win. It's gross. But man, so I got we all on the um, Cincinnati. All on the Bengals. All right, I got I got another question. Who who you got? Uh, watch the football team or the Falcons? The Falcons? <laughs> what? We're going to go ahead and get on out of here, man. We'll be back Friday with all the rest of the games that we didn't uh, finish today. Peace. Peace. Yout. Shout out, Tony. Shout out. I don't even know he work here no more.